It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Cal, Yo. Danny. You say salt and smoke? Yep. <laughs> the old salt and smoke. Mo cigar cast. Cap- capital Mo. Capital Mo. Hell yeah. It's Danny the Sultan's and Cow. I like it. How's everybody doing? Good. Um, good. Had a had a week off from the show. But. Yeah. Sorry we missed last week, everyone that listens regularly. Yeah. That's a growing so, number. Yeah, it really is a growing number. It's either sorry or you're welcome. True. Right. That is true. It can be two things, depending on your viewpoint of the show, yeah? Yeah. Four people. No, Kyle's right. The number is growing. I mean, there are people, as I go on the road, that are like, dude, I listen to your guys' podcast. It's awesome. It is pretty awesome, though. Guys will say anything (laughs) for free cigar. (laughs) It's legit. I mean, we had, we've reached as far as, what, Sweden now? Yeah. That is true. We... The, the young man has gone back, and he, he messaged us today. He said, I have now listened to 19 episodes or something like that in, like, two days. Wow. And he he actually listens to Sultans while he does his reviews, and he actually had us up on the projector the other day. Yeah. Sure did. At a nice lounge, too. Like, it's a really very good. nice lounge. And I'm not sure how to say his Instagram name, so I'm not going to butcher it. Well, his name is, I think, Andre Diaz. Is, I think okay. Oh, so okay. An- so. Andre DS95. And he'll correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, which is fine, because then I'll just jump back on and say it again the right way. <laughs> um, but he does cigar Not reviews and, and works at a shop there. And he's he's a real cool guy. But I told him he's a glutton for punishment listening to that many. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's interesting. We've talked about this numerous times. But what people continue to say is... There's just a relatability factor. When you guys are talking, it's like I'm there. It's like I'm hanging out with you guys, and it's easy listening, and we don't not we don't really bore people with, like, cigar nerddom, if you will. But there's a lot of functional stuff that, that people pick up from the podcast. Like, Kyle, what, the uh, gentleman had messaged you about how we saved this humidor the other day. Yeah, this is a, another guy. He was saying that this is this is my great my favorite message. So I get a surprising number of messages about this podcast, um, but this one was one of my favorites, where he was saying he was listening to the podcast and he we were talking about how who's that dumbass who puts a cigar in a Ziploc bag after he smoked half of it and puts it back in his humidor, and he realized as he was listening. I'm that dumbass. I did that last night. <laughs> he ran back to his house and fixed the problem, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've done one good thing. Yeah. There you go. All you need is one. One. There it is. You know, it's interesting. When Drew and I had started, even when we did reviews, we always talked about, you know, maximizing your money. People, the reality is for most people, they have limited humidor space, you know, um, especially guys that are just starting out. We talked about how you get a humidor, you think you're never going to fill it two months later, you need to get another humidor or some other sort of uh, mm-hmm. uh, storage, you know, apparatus, if you will. But um, we're all about, you know, maximizing your experience as a consumer. And I'm glad that people pick up on that. And if we could help people maximize their experience and, and get more into the hobby, that's what we want to continue to do. Um, regardless if you smoke Roma craft or patina or, or whatever you smoke, you know, Ching. doesn't matter. <laughs> you like that? We'd prefer that you smoked Roma craft and patina, but true. But I will tell you, I actually had the pleasure. I was in Houston, uh, last week, awesome event at the smoke ring in Webster with, uh, Tyler smoke ring dude. Uh, on Instagram, uh, awesome Man guy. Model. He yes, he he is looking into a modeling career. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to go, but the best of luck. And uh, had a great time there. Hung out with uh, it's Southern Gunner and Josh S. 1981, uh, two guys that I know listen to the podcast. I mean, Josh has been listening to the podcast forever. Um, 
Southern Gunner just started. Uh, so it was good stuff. And I also got to meet uh, Chris from Cabal Cigars and oh, yeah. uh, got to smoke some of his stuff. Uh, very, very good cigars. Very cool dude. They're made at Kellner Boutique, oh, uh, which nice. is a great factory, as we all know. And uh, we're going to look to have him on the podcast soon. So keep an eye out for that. Did they have the food truck out front with the, the uh, oh man, what's it, what's it called? Like they were like taco. No, they were like um, kind of like lobster roll or man, what was it? I don't know. But was there a food, a food truck, truck out, out front, front Mo? Yeah, was there a food truck out front? <laughs> there was no food truck. No? Oh man. No. You got you. There was no food truck. Yeah, call Tyler. Yeah. They don't do the food truck for patina. No. No, that's well, only for the weasels. No, they could only. They, I mean, it can only handle. It, it only has so much capacity. So, right. I, wanna, I appreciate that. Man. Overload it. Oh, yeah. You, you could have had one more guy there. He'd have got a heads up. Just saying. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we're also going to look to have uh, Oliver from United Cigar Group. Uh, he'll be on soon talking to him about setting up a time for that. So we're going to have some more guests coming up, which will be exciting, uh, from, from various parts of the industry. And we also need to bring on the Tylers at some point because I think people need to (laughs) listen to those guys. Now, now you've uh, just brought up Oliver just came Oh, Oh, go ahead, man. No, I was going to say, uh, you, you actually segued for, he was actually came to Roma headquarters today. Pretty cool. Oh. Hung out for a little while. Yeah. Awesome guy, man. Yeah. Did you smoke his new cigar? He hands he gave it to his, me. But no, no, I know the other one. Um he gave he gave us some and I was there, but we were actually doing interviews for I did four interviews today for the uh position Roma has open and um I I didn't have time to do any extra cigar. I did one today, but in the one I'm doing now. What is uh what's Roma interviewing for? Um uh, warehouse position, like a uh, logistic position. Why didn't but, I get uh, a heads up on this? You well, can interview it for it right now on this podcast. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, well. Um, name all 20, <laughs> all 32 core facing sizes. That's not, a, that's not an interview question. <laughs> no, it is for you. Danny, you can't even do that, can you? 100%. And all the LEs. This has been my job for a year and a half. You gotta be kidding me! I'd be a, is that is I'd that really a, an interview question? No, it is for oh. Drew. It is for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what's funny is sometimes Rosales would be like, "Hey, what's the, what's that one cigar?" I'm like, "Really, dude?" <laughs> 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 he'll, just have a, he'll just have a brain fart, but then I won't let him forget about it. Yeah. Nice. I could have moved down and managed your uh, warehouse. Yeah, man. I mean, you can still apply. It sounds like it's hired, not filled. Probably. We, we we just did second. We just did second round. We just did second round of interviewing today. So, um, you know, there's still time. I should Get just come it, down man. and hang out. Yeah, I mean, you could have just come <laughs> down and hang out. That's that's typically how you get a job. Yeah, you just show yeah. up and I, hang out. I already I already manage a warehouse, so. Oh well, then you don't want you you don't want to do this one too. You're too qualified. Yeah, the response the response was uh, was amazing, right? Um, yeah, guys willing to move from anywhere, you know. And typically, the response is you know looking to get more, looking to get in the industry or deeper in the industry, or always wanted to work. You know, we love Roma and this and that. What is um, what is that in what does that position entail for you guys? So we have our warehouse mm-hmm. and kind of the biggest thing is, is keeping that warehouse in order, which is super important for any cigar kind of company when you, you're dealing with a million cigars or even half a million cigars, right. That you wouldn't typically warehouse. Yeah. Um, and, uh, kind of the biggest thing is shipment days. When we get, when we get the shipment in from Nicaragua, um, like the one we had a couple weeks ago, uh, that was over a hundred cases, or six pallets. Um, and, uh, till now it's it's been the largest 
single shipment from Nicaragua um, that we've done. <clears throat> and we're going to get another one here in about two weeks. Um, you know, having someone dedicated to have the warehouse completely ready to receive that and kind of do, a, you know, all of that logistical work and, of getting uh, sometimes the cigars come in mixed boxes, right? Yeah. Uh, because they don't all. So those those things kind of first need to get uh, uh, verified that they, they're on the shipping manifest and the numbers are correct before they get put on the shelf. And then um, <clears throat> kind of everything else. What happens is, is myself and, and John, which is the other uh, sales position we have, um, we'll have to take time away from our, our jobs to, to kind of do that. Right. And this shipment was so big, it took about four days to really finish it all. Gotcha. Um, so, so that, right. And then keeping the warehouse clean as it, as it typically normally is, but that, that just takes time away from someone else that, you know, has other duties that they have to do. Um, is and, it uh, uh, humidified? I'm sorry. Is your warehouse humidified? Of course. They hold cigars. Just making sure. I'm just, dude, I'm just asking. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. so, that's, that's his way of interviewing, running QC. Yeah. Um, no, we have those, uh, not, uh, shoot, what are they called? Anyway, they're hard. Everything's hard. <laughs> yeah. We've got like, There's like 20 uh, Bovita packs. <laughs> <laughs> the big ones, though. The big ones. Though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Bovita pillows. Yeah. <laughs> There's a Bovita butler in there, too, so they're sure it's good. Yeah. How uh, uh, how large a warehouse? How many? Um, just I mean, the actual warehouse. Not, do you know square footage? Uh, it's not crazy. It's probably a thousand square feet, or maybe just under. Um, it isn't. It isn't crazy, but um, we, we're slowly outgrowing it, especially when we're going to have. Um, yeah. Now that we've brought Whiskey Rebellion in house, and if we're going to have a new release um, coming at the show, and. Um, uh, with any limited edition stuff that may end up being in stock, you know, it's just like, uh, we have slowly outgrown, outgrown it. So to have someone dedicated <clears throat> to making sure, um, well, one, the inventory is right, but that everything is kind of always in its place, um, is, is kind of important. Right. So, uh, and then the shipping, the shipping part, the shipping days. And then when it isn't shipment days, it's just kind of making sure one, everything kind of stays clean hoping we can get somebody that's super passionate about Roma and, and loves it and, and, uh, kind of do the tours of the headquarters that happen oh, about yeah. three or four days a week. Um, it, it happens all the time. Uh, that just, it's cool. We love the love, but a lot of times, you know, it's, you know, it, it'll take away from our kind of day. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you can't sell cigars if you're talking to some random guy walking around. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, sometimes it's random. Uh, uh, a lot of times it's guys we know, right? Uh, reps and um, the random guys are cool because they're they're new and they're you know sometimes they're they're quick to want to leave because they they don't want to impose. But um, we do get a lot of brand reps and and, and guys that'll come and kind of do work there. And um, it's tough to you know give them the nudge because we're we're friends. Hey man, you're catching up and stuff. Um, so and especially being in Austin, we're in the middle of like the three other big cities, right? Like Dallas, San Antonio and, and Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of guys will pass by and, um, and it's cool, but you know, that, that'd be kind of the hope there would be for these guys to kind of, um, take that over at some point and, um, and swag inventory. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, we're not in the t-shirt business, but unfortunately it's kind of, it's kind of part of the deal. Right. So, um, someone to just kind of own that piece of it is great as well. So, Cool. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to see if I was overqualified. Are you overqualified? Yeah. 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 I'm going to go with that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was, I was going to try to be humble, but. No, no, no. I am, that, would be, I am, that would be out of character. I <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're managing a hundred thousand square foot warehouse, then. I, I don't know what you're doing, honestly, or how big your thing is, but yeah, um, it's, it's wants a, to know how big yours is, Drew. It's only <laughs> it's only about seventy thousand, so not that bad. All right, so so Danny, you just alluded to to Roma Craft coming out with a new cigar for IPCPR. Do you want to talk that up a little bit? Sure. Um, it's a Cameroon project um, that. Um, 
has been in the works for a little bit. Uh, Cameroon is a uh, a tough cigar uh, or a tough uh, leaf to kind of work with. Um, easy, you can easily mess it up. Um, they aren't very big leaves, right? So um, you have to be kind of careful with the blend. Um, I think what what uh, Skip and Esteban have done at the factory is pretty much spot on what they should do. Uh, kind of the, the idea at the beginning was, you know, do we do we create a do we do we stay true to a Cameroon project or do we create a Roma Craft ish Cameroon, right? Um, which I don't I don't think would be the right idea. I think you know staying true to what a Cameroon blend should be is would ultimately um, be the right choice, right? So I think it's it'd be easier to have a good Cameroon cigar and have have the Roma fans adopt that than try to make something that the Cameroon guys or the guys that are Roma guys would like and then see it completely fail, right? And then not not be able to bring in bring over new potential customers, right? So or or um, fans of the company. So I think the idea is, is spot on. And, and, uh, I think the, the blend from the, the test session we did was, was great. Now we'll see how it'll go over time. Um, I think the artwork and stuff looks really, really cool for the packaging. And, um, um, it, it looks like we'll be pretty close for them to be ready to ship at the show. Um, if, you know, if all goes well, right. Um, so, because at the end of the, you know, it's 16 weeks aging, right? So at the end of that, you know, Skip could be like, never mind, these taste like complete shit now. Or, you know, or hey, it's not exactly what I thought it would happen after four months. Mm-hmm. Um, which obviously he will do test more test sessions in between now and then. Uh, so we could tweak here and there if we needed to. But that said, um, you know, uh, fingers crossed that it'll be ready for the show. Um, this year now the show being you know, a month earlier <laughs> than it was last year um you know it, it's kind of cut some time but you know it is what it is are you gonna say the name of that cigar sometimes so people know what you're talking about oh did i not say it sorry so the idea <laughs> the, the name was is baka b-a-k-a and uh it is a pygmy tribe in um in africa in cameroon africa um, and, uh, you know, Google that stuff. They have a really, really cool story. Apparently they are really good people, um, especially to, you know, their neighboring either tribes or just people that kind of are a little more modernized in that, in that part of the world. Um, but they have a really unique history. That's really, really cool. So, um, again, Baka, B-A-K-A, um, Google that so you can get some info on that. And then, you know, there's a little more knowledge drop on, um, some of the internet sites, um, out there about you know the press release or not really the press release but kind of skip talking it up nice. so yeah i think the initial idea is to do two different sizes um like a four and a half by 52 and then uh shit what was the other one i think like a five by 56 maybe um so uh and about a thousand boxes of each so it isn't going to be it is going to be a ton it, it's definitely for this year is going to be limited especially as we try to and, you know, I still, we're still working in, you know, production restraints at the factory um, and upping the production of Whiskey Rebellion, which will be a, available nationwide at the show as well. Um, uh, if people don't know what that is from us, that was a famous smoke shop exclusive cigar that we pulled the exclusivity and now um, is available in about 25, 25 or 30 retailers across the country now. I think most of them have sold out, um, but we will have more of those uh, available at the show maybe a little earlier so um we got a lot of cool things coming uh at the show here very cool mo do you have something new coming out no no Mm -hmm. one other new one i did want to talk about though um since we talked about oliver and when we talked about united is they've got this cigar that's filler is all stems you guys Mm -hmm. heard about this i have yeah yeah, you gonna smoke it? I will because I'm that type, that kind of nerd. Um, pretty much my same thought. I'm yeah. super skeptical, but Oliver says it's good, and I believe him. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely interested. Um, and 
I, I, I honestly don't know what to expect. I'm assuming, I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming I'll, it's, it'll be tough to get rid of a lot of that ammonia from the, from the veins like that, but with so many veins, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously they wouldn't waste the money on kind of doing it. If, I mean, well, I'm hoping they wouldn't waste the money on doing it if it kind of came out like that, but yeah. um, you never know. What's funny is if it's, if it's even a decent cigar, anyone that has ever complained about getting a vein or stem or anything in their, in their cigar and says, Oh, it's shit. Cause it has this in it. It's like, dude, it's like that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, it's part that of would be really yeah. interesting. Yeah. He says it might be the most full-bodied cigar out there, so that'll be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, then, you know, I probably automatically won't lean towards it, but I'm definitely going to smoke it. Yeah, agreed. Is it coming out at the show or sooner? I don't know. No, oh, nobody knows? No, I don't know when. Gotcha. It's three bucks, though. Three dollars. Three dollars. Not a high cost of entry. That's a... Well, when you think about you made a cigar out of the parts that most factories throw out, uh, yeah. it should be about three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's legit. Budget friendly. <laughs> so, so, Mo, you've been on the road. Tell us a little bit about adventures you've had on the road. Uh, well, let's see. I was... So I made the mistake of, well, actually it wasn't really a mistake, but I flew into George Bush and in Houston rather than Hobby. So it was a little bit further from this, from Smoke Ring. So Tyler, bless his heart, came out, picked me up. We came back and then I was staying near the airport for the hotel. So he drove me another 45 minutes. 45 minutes roughly in the opposite direction from his home. Now, while on that journey, we get pulled over. And uh, so <laughs> I told Tyler, I said, man, I will pay, uh, I will pay your, uh, your speeding ticket. It, and it was like really weird, man, because you couldn't even read if it was like a, an actual citation or if it was just a warning because like there was no, date for anything or like a cost or like, a, you know, a bill, like this is how much you owe for the speeding ticket or anything. So, uh, Tyler, you need to confirm that for me because I will pay it for you. But that is the first time in all of my travels over almost two years that, uh, I've been in, in a car and gotten pulled over or been pulled over. Knock on wood. Yes. Yeah. Knock on wood. When uh, when Rosales and I were were traveling Florida what, last month or whatever that was in February, I think, um, I was like on the all the way in the right hand lane, and the car in front of me, I guess, figured out it needed to turn, and it slams on its brakes to turn. Thankfully, I was paying attention and I hit my brake. The car behind me, she is in a truck and hits her brakes, but the guy behind her didn't. And mm-hmm. slams into her, and they—I mean, they must have took out like another car, at least one other car in track. I mean, it was just terrible. And I was like, you know, we, Mike and I, just kind of looked at each other. We were still driving, and then later, as we our adrenaline kind of come down, like, man, like that would have been us if that truck hadn't decided to get behind us, and uh, and um, where you know, it, I feel bad for her, but holy cow, that was close. I mean, think about it—we were six. Or whatever her truck is, eight feet maybe, or ten feet. We were that far from it nailing us and making it a bad day. Hmm. Yeah. So. You know, it's um, and it was interesting too on that trip. Uh, we got delayed at the airport because the vice president was flying in. So that was that was the first time that ever happened to me too. Nice. But then. You got okay. So when when Rosales is on the road for you guys, he's by himself, right? You guys don't have any independent reps or anything. He is your rep on the road. Is that correct? Or owner? I know that, but he's a representative yeah, for Roma on the road, right? Okay. Yeah, typically. So, I mean, so he drives himself everywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah, we rent a car, um, oh, okay, and gotcha. or depending. I mean, 
So <clears throat> depending on the area, um, it may turn into an Uber somewhere and then mm-hmm. a car at some point. I mean, that's happened not, not right. a lot. But uh, but for instance, like I'm, I'm going to Atlanta in yeah. t- uh, two weeks. It's just me by myself. But okay. then at the beginning of May, Rosas and I go together to – uh, Virginia, and then uh, we got an event, Famous, and then we'll go to New York. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll be together on that. But primarily, you know, you know how it goes. I mean, a lot, most of the, if the shop can get a principal there, right? Yeah. Um, of course, they, they're going to love that. And so um, that's why, you know, my position is kind of a, a support position. Um, that said, there's still a lot of stores that I know really well, and, you know, they, like oh you know we don't care we you know we just want to do a Roman craft event we'd love to have you out and well, I those think, are I think, no I was gonna well, say those are great because you know we can send Rosales somewhere else but but I think in the in the marketplace you're almost viewed as a, and accepted as a principal of the company you you to a lot of people yes Skip Martin and, and Michael Rosales own Roma Craft, whatever but to a lot of people you're also a principal of that company. And, and not only uh, not only for Romacraft, but a lot of times national sales managers are viewed as principals. Um, not by everybody, but but a, a good majority of shops will consider that kind of like a principal. So what I want to do is take a second for our listeners and kind of set up how the cigar industry works a little bit. And what I would like to do uh, eventually is is get a rep on on the podcast and kind of talk about what they do because. I know we've talked about it a little bit before, but reps aren't just people that <laughs> go from cigar shop to cigar shop and sit around and, well, at least let's say good reps are not. But um, you have uh, you have your in-house guys and you have your independent brokers, right? And so your independent broker is somebody who is on the road that has a portfolio of brands. So, for example, in the Midwest... Um, my broker has not only Patina, but also has my father, Tatawahe, Illusioni, Regis, whatever, Foundation, okay? So that's his book of business, if you want to call it his portfolio. Now, you also have your guys that are in-house reps, right, or girls, where they represent just the one brand. So, for example, La Flor Dominicana has an in-house sales staff, where that rep only works for LFD. General mm-hmm. Cigar, Altadis, um, some of those bigger, you know, brands, they will have their in-house people where that rep only concentrates on that one brand and only sells that one brand. So and that gets confusing for consumers because don't yes. some brands do like a mix? Uh, yes. So I talked to uh, my father's a good example of that, um, where they use uh, independent and in-house Um Another one that uses independent in-house is Tatawahe. I've heard Drew Estate does the same. I don't know if that's true. Yes, that is true. Uh, LFD, actually, on the West Coast is independent. Uh, it's not in-house. Um, trying to think. Danny, you know any other brands that are kind of a mix? In-house There's a bunch. Versus... I mean, when, uh, Alec, Alec Bradley, for sure. Um Oh, they're, they're they're broker in some some regions. Yeah, there's some they're broker in some like uh, in areas that you know the shops are kind of far and few between. If they can get a right. broker out there, um, yeah, not not a lot, but yeah, I know that guy Esp- was Esp- uh, Espinoza. That's another one. Yeah, they they've got a mix. Yeah. Uh, Cornelius and Anthony too, I think, does a mix. So yeah, I mean, weird because for- you show up to an event and you don't exactly know how this person is related to the brand sometimes sure and, and a lot of times you're when you're uh when a broker is going to do an event a lot of times they're going to have a principal from the company with them mm-hmm. versus uh an uh an in-house rep will do a lot of events by themselves yeah um you'll you'll kind of notice that dynamic um and that's why you know it's funny when you go into a shop <laughs> you know a customer will say, oh, man, you were just here last week with so-and-so from this brand or that <laughs> brand, you know? And it's like uh, you feel like, uh, you know, as we talked about last week, a side piece. But you're not, man. A lot of a lot of the brokers do a good job of of concentrating on your brand when you're with them at least. And um, 
but it's always, uh, you know, the, and the pros and cons are if you're a, a brand that has an independent rep, you don't bear the cost of that travel or insurance or things like that. But on the flip side, you're also not their, their focus all the time. So uh, there's give and take right. in that. It's but super expensive people, for an in-house well, rep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And a lot of people ask me this on the road. And that's um, or even my friends like, man, what's the difference between, you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, that kind of. And if there's anything I'm missing, please fill in. Uh, I guess no, the, I think the you... other thing that people would want to know that I just don't know anything about, maybe we can't mm-hmm. talk about, is like, how do you, how, what is that kind of pay difference? What does that even look like? So your independent rep will be uh, commission based purely. You don't pay them a salary, whereas your your in-house guy, and it depends on the company, but they're going to get a, a, a percentage, but they really work. Uh, on a salary and then a bonus structure, so that's it's a little different. Yeah, so. and and you got to pay their travel and uh, mm-hmm. hotel mm-hmm. expenses and yep. uh, cell phone. Uh, so you know there's yeah. and especially if you got a if you got a new rep in a new territory, I mean, mm-hmm. and it could take a while for them to build that relationship. Yep. Um, you know it it it'll, it'll get expensive real quick because they you may not see a return on that investment for two or three months um yeah regardless of how good they are right so yeah. um yeah for sure i'm telling you right now it is one of the it is not an easy job and especially depending uh how big your territory is that you cover it's yeah. freaking brutal i mean you know you're covering three four five six states some guys seven states um, it's a lot of road time, uh, and a lot of time away from your family and friends. And, uh, it, it's really not an easy job. So when you see that rep, uh, in your shop and stuff, and, and, you know, it looks like their job is maybe glamorized and whatnot. The truth is it's very, very difficult and it takes a lot, you know, for our, for our European listeners, just think about a state as about the size of one of your countries to understand that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I look at I look at Texas and how it can take ten mm-hmm. hours to get from one side to the other, right? Right. And it's like, um, but again, you know, but there's there's a lot of money me- to be made here if you can sure. do it right. But there's a lot of sacrifice for that too, right? I mean, yep. um, you could probably travel for two weeks and not hit every store. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, you look at it like this, right? If I'm, let's say I'm going to go to Texas, I'll literally be able to hit maybe, let's just say Dallas and Austin in a trip, right? And then I'll have to come back for Houston and San Antonio. Whereas I could go to New England and basically hit four states in a five-day period. Or I can go to the East Coast and hit four states in a three-day, you know, in a four-day period. So, you know, it, it, it just depends, man. But but not an easy gig. That's for that's for sure. Yeah, when I uh, uh, you know, there's guys that'll be like, yeah, you know, I've I've thought about I'd love to be a rep and this and that. I'm like, um, you know, I kind of look at their face and be like, man, I I don't know if you even know really what that means. You know, what right? I mean? It's like, um, and it's 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 not easy. I mean, it's and. And I'm I'm in house, literally work in house, right? I travel to do mm-hmm. events, and then I'll see I'll see accounts only that I already have, not necessarily trying to get new accounts. So um, on the travel aspect uh, or shop to shop aspect, I have it a little bit easier. But I but it gives me perspective because you know when I did the voyage, it was me traveling to wherever, and, and fairly quickly I realized like holy hell, right? Like and um, and kind of like we've talked about you know, this like social media doesn't translate into the stores. Like, like, yeah. Hey, hey man, I got, you know, I got 3000 friends on Facebook. Like, dude, I've never heard of you. Right. And the store up the street hasn't. Yeah. I don't know who you are. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, it's, it's a tough gig. I mean, um, but you know, if you're young and you got no responsibilities, I mean, mm-hmm. I think, I think that's kind of the time to break into that mm-hmm. sure. and, and kind of build your name. But, um, or if you're older and retired and you know a lot of people in the cigar industry, 
Um, but the relationship part is, um, I, you know, we, we have shops that I like when whiskey rebellion, for instance, was, was no longer exclusive. I, there were shops that were calling, Hey, I, <clears throat> I put this on a sales order for you. <clears throat> You're going to see it coming because you need, need to have the cigar. Like, all right, cool, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for looking out for me. All right. Like, but that's a relationship that took me a, a while to build. Right. Um, and, and, you know, I, I couldn't imagine coming in. I mean, I, I guess I can't imagine. I know how it is to come in with something that isn't as known and you are not known at all. Um, and, and trying to make a living that way. Right. Like that's mm-hmm. tough. I know. <laughs> Mo knows. Kyle, you had, uh, you had some stuff. Yeah. I got all kinds of topics. We could go for days. But we're not gonna, um, <laughs> so one question I have, it's, it's pretty similar to what you guys are talking about. We're talking about events, right? And uh, this the same gentleman from Sweden, we've been talking about Andre, right? He, he was telling me that one of the key components, one of the most important parts of the events that he sees in Europe is a presentation about the cigars and the brand from the brand owner or the rep mm-hmm. so that people can understand more about them. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I almost never see anything like that at an event here. You just talk to the guy. Mm-hmm. Is that is that common somewhere, or is that just something we don't do? Is it something we should do? What do you guys think? Uh, you know, man, it, it's it's different for every brand. You know, it, okay. So, for example, let let's take a brand like Tatawahe, where where Pete Johnson himself is an attraction for people to come to the event, right? Mm-hmm. So people are generally not going to want to sit there and watch. Pete Johnson do a presentation about the history of Tatawahe. They want to feel like they're having a one-on-one conversation with him where they get to know him and, and they talk to him and, and stuff like that. Just my opinion. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe some people would like that. I, I don't know. But if you, if you're a brand that um, is relatively new or uh, people don't really know you, you're not an attraction like a patina, for example, just to be, you know, straightforward uh something like that might help <laughs> as right? an example yeah something like that might help <laughs> hey man this is what the brand is about this is where i got the name from and because the, uh, the majority of people there are not going to know who the hell you are and they're basically going to stumble upon the event now i will say over time though there have been more and more people that have actually gone out of their way to come to patina events so you start to see that tide turn a little bit but um, I think it depends on where you are as a brand. But as Danny said earlier, most people are going to be really appreciative, both retailers and consumers, that a principal of the company is there. And that's just, you know, that that's just how it is. Because they and feel like they're getting a special level of attention. Right. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I mean, just like with the voyage, it was, it was kind of just, I had that story over and over and over and over again yeah. that I had to, had to tell and, and and as your passion builds for it, you can I can drive home that message and feel like, man, this dude is like super passionate about this. Like and people mm-hmm. they get hyped about that, right? So unfortunately what happens sometimes with like brokers, it's it's very difficult to have that um, for that particular product because that's sure. really just the product for that. Right. Day. So yep. where the where the in where the in house reps kind of have a, uh, a step up is they they you know that's really the only thing they they rep and it's it's easy for them to to kind of sell the same passion of the company so then the, the reps that are on the next level are the ones that share the same passion as a principal um for the product right and mm-hmm. kind of where you do that is as as a brand owner you have to treat your guys as principals right so that's why you'll see a lot of these guys um like uh, for instance Miami cigar although you know they they do some distribution they they distribute uh toscano cigars that are italian and their top guys were taken or their top toscano guys were taken to italy by them and kind of you know that brand or whatever was driven home mentally for them so they they can when they get back out like they they they're now passionate about that brand Right. right. So, um, and that, that's like me with, with, with Roman when I, when I came on and they took 
me to the factory pretty much right away. Um, and I got to see Nika Sueño and the rollers and Esteban and meet the family and see the original Roma factory and, and really kind of drive it home where now not only can I speak intelligently about the brand and the product, <clears throat> but you know, I have, I have that passion for Roma as much as Skip and Mike do. And, um, and you know, and people will say it to me like, like, Hey, do you have, you know, I've, I've been asked multiple times, like, do you have any, like, you know, interest in the company? Like, you know, are you part, do you own part of it? And like, no, you know, no, it'd, it'd be cool. But no, like, man, just, just the way you, you know, kind of give that message out. And, um, you know, there, that's, that's the difference in, in, in a, a rep or a brand can deliver now deliver that to the customer and have those guys be passionate consumers and fans. Um, it's really hard, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, like La Aurora and, and Jose Blanco, they were doing these blending sessions or test bl blending sessions, and and I thought it was really, really cool. Um, I, the La Aurora one, would, they would give you one of their – they would give you this box that had a cigar, and then it was broken up into the four different parts of the cigar. And you would smoke each part and you would pair each part with a drink or whatever. And at the end, you would smoke that cigar completely together. Uh, and I thought, you know, that was a really cool kind of educational process of being able to, to uh, kind of reach that consumer on that next level. Cool. Um, the difference there was like these guys were using Jose Blanco and Manuel Inoa that have that, that passion for not only for the brand that they work for, but for tobacco, period. And um, I, I remember just I, I went to like two or three different Manuel Inoa events just to see him get into that groove of passion about something he's done his entire life. Right. So, where, you know, really talking about tobacco is really is is cool. And it's got to have. The There's Luz Daniel. <laughs> That's how passionate he is. <laughs> he lost it. Did we seriously lose him? No, like you're. He's, you're he's still going. <laughs> you're the man, Danny. Get can it? Can you hear me? No. Yeah. Now you can. Yeah. No, I heard you making fun of me all the time. I've been. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm pacing, and I I walk too far away from the Wi-Fi. Oh. Cow has that problem sometimes when the AC kicks on. <laughs> No. <laughs> now, Drew, would you would you like to see a presentation about the cigars, or do you just want to talk to the guy who's there? I don't know. I like kind of talking to the or guy. Or do you want to talk to nobody? But... <laughs> 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 I, I kind of I've never I've never thought of this presentation thing, but that might actually be kind of cool. I agree. Because sometimes, I mean, okay, Skip comes into town. You get to talk to them, whoever. You get to talk to them for briefly a lot of times and roll on. So a lot of times you don't hear. I mean, you'll have to read his interviews or something or listen to a podcast about how, you know, it is started or how that even cigar that you're, the new one that's there is how it came about or the limited edition or whatever it is. So if he kind of did a, I don't know, presentation, but something like that. Might uh, might let you connect more with uh, that person and uh, that cigar. Yeah, and I think I it think lets you talk to the guy about something, right? I've seen a lot of events where, you know, there's somebody kind of cool there and people are just asking, like, stupid, weird questions because they don't know the guy. Yeah. Right. I think what happens, too, like, well, I did an event with Skip that uh, the idea was for him to kind of drop knowledge on tobacco. So he was there kind of doing his thing. And it just, like, a lot of people were just like, holy shit, that's a lot of, of information, right? Um, and it kind of, it ended, like, for me, I was sitting there, and I and I, I knew everything he was going to say, but it was just it kind of reaffirmed, it was re-educating for me, and it was, it you know, again, cigar nerd level. And I remember just like, well, you know, man, that's super cool, but a lot of guys were like, like damn, I, I, I don't, they, they were almost intimidated to ask anything back. Because they didn't want to, they didn't want to look stupid. Because I mean, now you're talking about a guy that's kind of mastered his craft, right? So, um, I think like the 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 little classes and stuff are really cool because 
um, it lets you, you know, really see and, and there's a full presentation done, um, that should in general, you know, answer most questions. Um, so I don't know if, it, I don't know if they're still doing those, but if you guys ever have a chance to do a, like a Manuel and Noah, uh, blending seminar or whatever, I think that, you know, that's, it's worth the, the price of admission, whatever it is. And, uh, but, but yeah, they're 100% where, you know, there's guys that you just, um, are kind of struggling to look for something to talk about. Yeah. Um, and, and it'll come off kind of cheesy like that, but you know, God bless them. Well, you know, here, here's something that I'm interested in too, for like the people that listen, we want to know who you want to hear from. Like, do you guys want to hear from a rep and, and what their kind of daily thing is like? Do you want to get more brand owners on here? Do you want to get more uh, retailers on here? Uh, you know, it, it always helps us that way and, and more of like what you want to hear. Do you want to hear, uh, do you like hearing about this stuff, this side of the industry? Uh, so we'd be curious. Do you or want us to the talk? Last episode, that one where it was just Drew and nobody else's audio worked. Oh, oh. yeah, that was highest be- listened to one. <laughs> <laughs> that one was beautiful. <laughs> uh, any, any. Let me ask you guys this: any non-cigar related topics for this week? Um, only mine, unless somebody else has got someone. Those are deep thoughts, up. right? Oh, this is thoughts. So. <laughs> Jeez. Kicking it in the shallow the <laughs> no. So uh and and Danny Danny and Cal will be able to probably kick in maybe on this. You do you guys have HOAs? No. No. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever been to one of those meetings? Fuck no. No. <laughs> so okay, so I decided to go to our annual meeting tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Big, Big mistake. mistake. Number one. <laughs> yeah. Well, is that is that similar to like a condo association or yeah, something like yeah. that? Home, homeowners, homeowners association. Yeah, yeah, yeah gotcha. So, I mean, it's a bunch of old retired people that have nothing yep. better to do, yep, than to show up at these meetings, which it, it it's one a year, but still. So they brought in like the city planners and stuff to talk, which was actually kind of cool, but these old people were are like worried about like construction and. Ooh, that that zone's gonna be very dangerous, <laughs> and like, it was just a cluster. It was. <laughs> I'm sitting there laughing the whole time, and I actually had to leave early to get out of there. But, I mean, it's just all these old people. I didn't even I didn't even think of that. Like, Drew, are you are you being age discriminatory right now? A little, but. And at the same time, I get it because uh, they have nothing else to do but worry about uh, the construction down the street. Yeah, I, I think that I think you know what you're ultimately getting at is idle idle time breeds what complacency or, or complaining and. So I think the moral of the story is stay busy. Stay busy. We, we've had this discussion on here before about other stuff. But, yes, that's what I yeah. realized is it was like, oh, my gosh. Like, do do something. <laughs> 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 God, come on. There were a couple of younger people yeah. in there, but I was the I was the youngest by, like, 40 years plus. Really? No, guaranteed. <laughs> Yeah, it's a World War II vets on there. I, dude, I guarantee you. <laughs> can I? Wait, can I ask that a question? Young anymore. Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you? What do you got? What kind of neighborhood do you live in? You know, are you living in in a retirement community? Are you at? Like, no. Are you trying to get so, cheap rent at a so fifty five and older like house or what's I, going on? I live in a very nice neighborhood. Um, oh. Well, then. Oh, well, I don't want to say Fancy. I don't want to say it like that. It is a very nice neighborhood. Warehouse management. Um, no it's doubt. it's paid it's for not by Medicare fraud. Paid paid, <laughs> <laughs> paid for by my wife. Um, so I, I live in a very nice neighborhood, but because of that, there are not younger people in the neighborhood. They don't 
Sure. I mean, that makes sense. So it is not a ton of old people. There are some some middle-aged people with, like, teenagers and stuff. Right. But they weren't at the meeting, I guess. <laughs> they were causing trouble. And nobody was around. The, yeah. the initial thought was we were trying to meet some other friends. So it was like, oh, we'll go to this meeting and check them out. No, it was grandma and grandpa. <laughs> Which Have you ever met a friend at a meeting of anything? <laughs> AA? Besides, besides AA, yeah. <laughs> I met Mo at the gym. That's right. Cigar That's shop. A meeting, oh. though. That's cute. The meeting of the gym. <laughs> and you know what's funny is, uh, speaking of, I rarely ever talk to anybody at the gym. I mean, I don't damn near hardly. never. Yeah. Drew's a social butterfly. No. True. Maybe. You go in there, you go in there with a fucking, uh, you got half the gym behind you working out with you. Uh, not anymore. I gave that all up. It's just me and uh, JJ these days, man. No. Okay. Well. You and JJ. <laughs> <laughs> so let me, okay. So here, here's my thing. One of the things that, uh, you know, it, it, I've always uh, found interesting in, in when I go to different shops and stuff like that, is we start talking about TV shows we watch, right? And it is amazing to me how many cigar smokers watch the same shows? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, to... it's like, oh, you watch this? Yeah, I watch this. You watch this? Yeah, I watch that. And it's just like, and it's hilarious, man. It's like we're, we have like these similar uh, personalities. You know, to... even, no matter how different we are, there's, there's just like this piece of us that's all similar in a way. What are the shows? Yeah, yeah we need to compile a list of shows. <sighs> man, you Game, know, of Th- it... Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has got to be you know, one. I, that's fucking everybody. Yeah, that's no. true. Look, it's Mo's fucking everybody. To say something. Well, <laughs> to, to be honest with you, I don't hear that one. That I mean, I hear that one, but not as much as some others. Like stuff I'll hear a lot uh, that I've been watching recently. Narcos, I hear that one a lot. Hmm. Uh, Punisher, I hear that, even though that just got canceled for violence, which is ridiculous. But yeah, that one I hear a lot. Um, Another one, oh, dang man, I uh, what was the other one? Uh, Walking Dead. Did we say that? Did I miss it? I don't hear that one very often. Oh, I hear that one all the time. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Another um, one is um, what's the one? Uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that one a lot. All right, Mo. I guess you're wrong. No, I mean, well, Breaking Bad. <laughs> another, Breaking Bad is one that I hear a lot of people talk. You know, we talk about. Oh. Uh, well, that's old now. Right, okay. it's old now. Uh, Vikings on sure. History Channel. Uh, Ozark, which is on oh, Netflix. Yeah. House of Cards. Yeah, you do. House of Cards. Yeah, you do. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, if anything else comes to mind, but it's kind of interesting. You hear the same a lot of the same shows. Drew, how many of those have you seen? None. Same. <laughs> Breaking Bad, I guess, years ago, but that was it. That's the only one. There was a couple of those. You guys I'd, aren't cigar guys. A couple of those I, I hadn't even heard of. Just a guy who smokes cigars now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cow, Cow's been demoted. Can I interest you in this Lancero? Yeah. Oh, man. That's oh. amazing. Oh, so hold on, hold on. I heard. Oh, go ahead, Mo. I got another one on Lancero. I'll tell you what. I there was uh, there was a woman who made a comment that I don't understand how guys smoke Lanceros. It is so feminine. <laughs> that happens to be my girlfriend, but that's beside the point. I agree. Uh, well, that I gave her a Lancero the other day. I had a couple of Lanceros. I gave her an Atabay uh, Lancero, which is uh, actually very hard to find. It was a uh, big Lancero. Yeah, you're very, well. Her palate is 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 like ridiculous now. She when when we first started dating, she was like smoking acids and javas, and now she's like, you got any, you know, patina, David, you know, whatever. Um, but that's beside the point. But so I give her that, and she's like, I just don't understand how guys could smoke these. And it, I thought that was hilarious. Well, I got to question her decision making skills, and, or you know. I gotta make, question her decision making anyway. Just she's with her being her girlfriend. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really. You'd, pro- you'd, pro- you'd probably 
you'd probably have some people that would would tend to agree with you. Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> uh, two on the show at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Drew's matter. So is Kyle. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Oh, I'm the redheaded stepchild that doesn't even get invited to an event. Oh, but yeah. anyway, well, yeah. yeah, well, you, you moved to Texas, so what are you gonna do? Yeah. All right. Whatever. Well, sorry, what were you gonna say about Lancero? <laughs> so I heard, I heard something the other day in the cigar shop. They sort of overheard in the cigar shop thing. I did not talk to this guy at all, but he was very loud. Uh, his claim. I'm curious on your thoughts on this. His claim was that uh, the Lancero is what all of the blenders use. As their base, right? So they blend it never, in the Lancero first. No, I, I agree with you. I'm just, I'm just gonna get it out yeah. there first. Uh, they blend it in a Lancero first, so that's what the blender intended the blend to be. Anybody ever heard that in reality? Mm, never. No. All right. It's, a, it's so much harder. Like, why would you start there? I don't know. And nobody buys it. <laughs> that is true. Why not blend for what you're selling? The best is when Costa. The best was when Costa was like, yeah, we stopped carrying Lanceros because they, they don't sell. That was the best. <laughs> I mean, it's true, man. I mean, everybody talks and rants and raves about Lanceros, and nobody buys them. How did, this guy would. How did that get oh, to maybe. be the cigar? You're, you're an aficionado if you smoke Lancero. How did that become the thing? No, no idea. Because nobody smokes them, so it's like, I'm going to smoke it because I look cool because <laughs> nobody else does. Well, it starts with some some like general idea that the wrapper leaf is like a million times better than the rest of the leaves, right? Right. And that you get this wrapper to binder to filler ratio that you can't possibly get anywhere else, as if the wrapper is like like the Jesus of the cigar. Cow <laughs> um, getting the whole biblical. thing. I thought you it's were going to say something else. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking about it. Um, <laughs> but like. If your idea is that nobody could ever possibly tweak a blend so that a Lancero tastes similar to any other size, right? Like, if they did all of the blends exactly the same in every possible way except for the size, then that would make sense. Except that's not how it works, so it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Uh, Again, everybody, please, 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 if you are a new cigar smoker... Be very picky about who you choose as your cigar guide. <laughs> How many times have we talked about this? It is, it rings true, man. You will save yourself money. You will save yourself bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and a lot of time uh, if you surround yourself with, with people who know. I think I... I rank that that Lance Arrow up there with like people that have a uh, the green uh, green text messages that come through. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you got green text messages that come through, I judge you. And if your go to is a Lance Arrow, I'm not saying don't smoke them. That's fine. But if it's your go to, you're the you're the Lance Arrow man. I'm judging <laughs> you, or woman. Let's be fair. I'm glad you clarified that because I'm waiting for everybody to be quiet. I'm like, I like Lanceros. They're not my go-to, but I do like Lanceros. Um, smoke them all. That's fine. But if you're – there's this guy here. <laughs> I He'll probably listen to the podcast and then never talk to me again. But there's this guy here that was on this Lancero kick for a long time, and he's like, I got this one, Lancero. And I always tell him, like, what? I don't even care. <laughs> like <laughs> – Again, it's like you guys talked about. It is there's a there's this thing that surrounds it for for cigar smokers that you are some sort of aficionado if you gravitate towards Lanceros. I mean, I I will say that a really really good Lancero is one of the best cigars you'll ever smoke, right? I think that's just true. But I think a really shitty Lancero is like 90 to 95% of them. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. Uh, any uh any interesting trends on social media you guys have seen? We normally uh talk about some of that. Erica that was on our podcast a couple weeks ago now has her own podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the lounge experience. The lounge experience. It's pretty cool. Yep. Um 
Anything else? I would say that their first episode talked about retailers quite a bit. It was pretty interesting, pretty good stuff. So give those guys a listen. They're good folks. I'm going to be listening every week. Um, Listen to all the podcasts. I mean, you get a lot of perspective. Yeah. I mean, if there's some that you can't, I mean, because I think we've done a pretty good job of like, well, the the main ones that are out now, you know, they've done a pretty good job of kind of differentiating themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, where like those YouTube, um, the the YouTube pop of cigar reviewers for a long time was the same fucking shit, right? And mm-hmm. <clears throat> or just like the weirdest cigars that I really don't even care how it is, or um, I can kind of tell the guy isn't socially conscious conscious of what is going on in the cigar industry. So he's smoking a cigar that's been out for four years that nobody talks about. And it's just like, I'm like, if you're if you're looking to create a social media buzz about yourself, you, you're doing it wrong. I can't um, do that with the CAO Brasilia. I mean, you you could, but then we'll, we'll demote you to green text messages. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Go go smoke your lance arrow in the corner. <laughs> Um, what else we got? Social media trends. Did we talk about already once the like the all the new? Um, it's it's kind of resurfacing the uh, what do you call it, like cigar of the month club or yeah, what do you call yeah, those, like yeah. the subscription services. Well, and, oh, you weren't on that podcast. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. You were? No, was he wasn't. It was one of his yeah, weeks off. No, no, he brought up uh, Stogie Oh, that's Bird. right. Yeah, yeah, Stogie yeah. Bird, yeah. Bet, yeah. Well, since, like, I don't know, maybe it's, like, a uh, law of attraction, or maybe people think I was, yeah. like, super interested, but I've been getting hit up. <laughs> like, I'm like, you apparently were not listening. But it's just, like, um, you know, the only way a lot of those guys make money is by getting huge discounts, right? And it's just, yeah. like, like, man, I, stop it. Stop. I don't know. Like I, I think it has its place, but I, I hope not to. I hope I don't see like an explosion of it, um, of of guys that are, kind of just trusting other people to do it for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I think if you're, <clears throat> like if you're part of like I think we had talked about like if you're part of a retail shop. Yeah, I was on the show. If you were part of the retail shop and they kind of do one and you trust that if you trust that guy to kind of pick cigars for you at 30, 40 bucks a month, you know, that's cool. And if it's a way for you to kind of support your local BNM, that, I mean, I think that's cool too, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's, I don't know, just educate yourself. But. Yeah. But, uh, cool. Well, do I, should I say it or no? I got one more question Go for, for you though. guys, because I assumed that Drew would not bring a deep thought. This is not cigar related. Uh, so I had something prepared that I'm curious on your thoughts about now. This is this is very deep. It's very important. It's like Buddha level shit. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> Depends on what part of the country That's you're a in. Great question. How does it depend what part of the country you're in? Tell me why. Because it's not down here, but I bet it is somewhere else. I would, I would tend to ask more of the question of, is a hot dog a meal or a snack? Depends on how many you eat. And if you got chips or fries on the side. Yeah. That makes it a meal. See, if you, uh, in my opinion, if you have a Chicago-style hot dog, that's a meal. Yeah, but in a Chicago-style hot dog, the hot dog isn't necessarily the star of the show. A lot of times, it's like the, the what they dump on top of it, right? Like, well, that's that's what I'm saying. That's why it's a meal. But it, <laughs> right. and if you get if you get a, the Coney Island, is that the one with the the chili and cheese and all yeah. that? That's yeah, a meal. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but if you go in and you get a, yeah, I'll have a plain hot dog. I mean, that's that's a snack. Well, one, if you're just asking for a plain <laughs> hot dog, then you're ordering off the kids menu, and you should get cramps. <laughs> uh, same time. Back but, in the corner uh, with your lens. We're gonna start having. I don't we're gonna have deep talks with. No. We're gonna have deep thoughts with Drew and snap judgments with Dan. <laughs> we have these two. These two different. Uh, you know. I love it. <laughs> That's gonna be our new segment. 
Yeah. So come with some snap shit next week, man. Keep going. Oh, though. This is great. I can't plan that stuff though. It just uh, it just comes out. <laughs> but it's one hundred percent guaranteed. It's whether I filter or not. Yeah. So if, if you're asking for an unfiltered, just careful. Uh, that said, hot dog, not a sandwich. That's bullshit. So if, <laughs> if you have if you have like a lobster roll, you wouldn't say a lobster roll is a sandwich because it's it's just lobster kind of shoved on the top of bread. I'm gonna go negative. It's not a sandwich. Uh, so let me yeah. play the other side for you. Uh, the definition of a sandwich, according to the dictionary, is two or more slices of bread or a split roll having a filling in between. It's still not a sandwich. Uh, no, fuck that. I don't care what the <laughs> definition says. All right, so what's your definition of a sandwich? Then? Like, you have to have a mixture of things in the sandwich. Okay. So, so what if I put ketchup on my hot dog? No. So, like, if you have, you know, hands, <laughs> cheese, mayo, That just means is, you're wrong. Here's a snap judgment. You should be slapped. Yeah. yeah. You're not fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm just fucking with you at this point. Yeah. No, I, no, I totally get it. No, you, you got to play, play devil's advocate. I get it. But, uh, no. Um, and then once, you know, once we start dumping stuff on top of it to make it a meal, then it's definitely not a sandwich. All right. Would you, would you say a taco or a, a hot dog is more like a taco than a sandwich? Ooh, is, is a taco crazy. is a taco a sandwich? I don't know a soft taco. <laughs> I, I kind of roll around itself like I would with. A, Isn't that a wrap? That's kind of yeah, <laughs> like a yeah. half burrito. Maybe is a, burrito a hot dog is a wrap. Yeah, hot dog's more of a wrap. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. heard no. it here first, folks. <laughs> It's the hard hitting shit. Hot dog really is. is a wrap. This is the this is the stuff people talk about with their families. Bring this up at your cigar lounge and let us know what they say. <laughs> yeah. What did you think, Cal? Is it a is it a sandwich for you? I don't care. I was just gonna say whatever the opposite of whatever you guys. Oh, said. That's what I figured. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Apparently, Oscar Mayer has come out saying that it is a sandwich, mostly to mess with people. I think and it's, on internet polls, anywhere between 55 and 60% of people claim that it's not a sandwich. Oscar Meyer also claims that it's meat. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. There's that, yeah. <laughs> I think it's got its own it's, category. It's not a, a sandwich or a whatever else. It's a, it's a hot dog. <laughs> Just like a taco is not a sandwich. A filling, right? It's not a specific meat. Right, that's like twelve different parts of an animal. That's true. I've had sauce uh, sandwiches with hot dogs in it. Um, yeah, no, that's different. So, yeah, so that's different. Um, deep thoughts. Well, deep thoughts. I'm glad we are ending it on. Hot dogs are wrapping. So is this show. Thank you for listening to the Salt and Smoke Cigar Cast. Be sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, email us either about the podcast or about our cigar line at thesaltandsmoke at gmail.com. Also, uh, if you want any salt and smoke gear, please get onto our website and to our online store. We have shirts and hats. If you're looking for anything else, please let us know and we'll get it up there for you. Thanks, guys. We'll uh, talk to you again next week.